I just want to let you guys know that this video is sponsored by Humble Bundle, where you can buy video games. They actually have this cool thing where you can set your own price, and the money goes to charity. And our second wonderful, amazing, awesome sponsor is JList.com. All your nerdy needs, anything you can possibly think of, calendars, cosplay stuff. Dude, it's all on there. So please go check them out. Here's the video. Hey guys, it's Gearhead coming at you with another episode of Gearhead Shop. Today we will be talking about messed up Disney origins. And today in particular, we will be talking about Peter Pan. So if you're interested in how Peter Pan came to be, continue watching. <laughs> Peter Pan is so messed up is the author's backstory. Now the author's name is James Matthew Barry, who was born in Scotland in 1860. When he was young, his brother actually died in an accident, which messed up his mother to the point where she would dress him up as the brother and just pretend he was still alive. Also, she found comfort in thinking that the brother would be a boy forever, like be a young boy forever. That was comforting to her. That is so creepy. So the Peter Pan we all love and know actually started off as a book called The Little White Bird. And then he wrote Peter Pan or The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up. And then from that became Peter Pan and Wendy. Just remember that because that is super, super important. But we're going to jump around a little bit and we're going to go back to Barry and his um, life while he was writing The Little White Bird. Now there's many quotes that say that either Barry was inappropriate with the children or he just had a childlike demeanor. And I'm going to read you some of the quotes that were found. Um, they say he might have had the childlike demeanor from the trauma, but some people may have just, some people said he might have just been inappropriate, unfortunately. So, questions arise because he didn't have sex with his wife, and he didn't have any children with her. The youngest Davies' son did say that he was probably asexual, but let's go into some quotes and figure out what you guys think. So he wrote a book in the 1900s called Tommy and Grizzle. Sorry if I mispronounced this, but there's a lot of lot of words in here. But anyways, so the quote says, Grizzle, I seem to be different from all other men. There seems to be a curse upon me. You are the only woman, woman I ever wanted to love, but apparently I can't. So yeah, that quote is a little weird. It, it's just, but he could just be asexual. So let's continue on and look at some more evidence. So another quote that people use to say that he might have been inappropriate is 
in evidence to a letter that was given to Michael on his eighth birthday. And the quote is, I wish I could be with you and your candles. You can look on me as one of your candles, the one that burns badly, the greasy one that is bent in the middle, but still, hooray, I am Michael's candle. I wish I could see you putting on the Redskins clothes for the first time. Dear Michael, I am very fond of you, but don't tell anybody. So that was another quote. There is also a quote straight from one of the five children. His name is Peter. And the whole what he says, what, what he's quoted as saying is, the whole business, as I look back on it, was absolutely, was, excuse me, was almost unbelievably queer and pathetic and ludicrous and even macabre in a, in a kind of way. I feel like I said that in another video and I don't know if that's what that word, how you say that word, but whatever. Um, and then there was another quote that stated, I lay thinking of this little boy who in the midst of his play, while I undressed him, had suddenly buried his head on my knees of David's dripping little form in the bath and how I essayed to catch him as he slipped from my arms like a trout, of how I had stood at the open door listening to his sweet breathing as stood so, at, had stood so long I forgot his name. Okay, so the last one I feel like could definitely just be like a father talking about his sons or whatever, but the one that Peter said was so weird because he's even saying like, hey bro, this is very, very weird. Another, I have a few quotes guys, so hang in there. A statue of Peter Pan was placed in Kensington Gardens, erected secretly overnight for May morning in 1912, and was supposed to be modeled upon old photographs of Michael just as the character. However, the sculptor used a different child as a model, leaving Barry disappointed with the result, and he said, it doesn't show the devil in Peter. Barry also took pictures of the boys and Sometimes they were dressed, and sometimes they were not. And the book he wrote, called The Little White Bird, has a very creepy sexual tone to it. And the whole plot of it is that a man plots to turn a young boy against his mother in order to gain exclusive access to his affections. It, some people say it's a thinly related it's thinly related to his relationship with George, but in this story, Peter Pan killed anyone who chose to, grow, to grow up. Uh, he was originally portrayed as the villain, villain kidnapping kids from their bed. And an interesting tidbit is that Peter Pan was the villain, right? And there was no Captain Hook. Captain Hook was only added when it turned into a play adaptation to allow the stagehands more time to switch the scenes. So let's go back and talk about the Davies family a little bit. Peter Pan is based on the Davies family, five, five, the five sons that we were talking about before, George, John, Peter, Michael, and Nicholas, or Nico. They are, none, they are known to be the real life lost boys because their parents died <sighs> Strap in for this one, guys. Barry took custody over the kids by forging, by forging the mother's will. 
take that one in, guys. He forged the will. Now, some sites say it might not have been on purpose because if he did have that childlike demeanor, maybe he just didn't know what he was doing. <clears throat> then why was he the one that was handwriting the will? That does not make sense. So what he did was he changed the name Jenny, who is the maternal grandmother, to Jimmy, which was his nickname because his name is James. Hmm. And there also seems to be a little bit of a curse over the family. Not, not actually a curse, but this is how the kids died. George died at 21 fighting in World War I. Michael drowned at 21 in a suicide pact with his maybe gay lover. And, but the thing about that, guys, that is crazy, is that it had to have been suicide or murder because where he was found was notorious, notorious for heavy currents. So if you lived there, you would know that. That's just a thing that you would know. So obviously, he was trying to either kill himself or someone tried to kill him. But it's likely that it was suicide and that it was a suicide pact with his gay lover. Might not have been a gay lover. Might have been. Who knows? Not important. So... What is super interesting, though, is that both George and Mike joined the war, and so, or joined the army in the war, whatever. Okay, so the theory goes that they did that to escape Barry. But would they leave their brothers, like the rest of the brothers? That doesn't make too much sense, but who knows. And if it was a draft, they would have just, like, had to go, so... I don't know. That's really interesting, though, that some people say that it was possibly to escape Barry. Um, and Peter committed suicide by jumping in front of a tube, which is like the train over in London, if you guys don't know, um, because he was being badly bullied about sharing his name with Peter Pan. And he was he was 60 when he jumped in front of the train. So, he was being bullied for, like, six years that he had the same name as Peter Pan. And before he jumped in front of the train, he destroyed letters from Barry stating that they were just too much. But he, he was, I'm pretty sure he was the only one to outlive Barry, but I'm not sure about that. And I also couldn't find any record of how the other two died, which is, like, super weird, but whatever. Okay, and now we go into the, was Peter Pan just based off the family and his obsession with staying young, or is it based on Pan from Greek mythology? Now, I'm warning you guys, it gets super dark and super deep. Trigger warning, age warning, just, I am warning you now. I am warning you, if you do not want your childhood ruined, do not watch the rest of this. I warned you. Alright, here we go. Strap in. Grab your cookies. Grab your snacks. Let's go. Okay, so let's talk about the god Pan. He is from Greek mythology, obviously. And he resembles what we think of today as the devil. He has horns 
and in some depictions he has wings but he's like part goat i'll insert a picture so you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> But the god Pan is a so uh, the god Pan is the god of fertility, shepherds, hunters, meadows, and forests, and basically like anything wild. So the thing about this is that Pan was seen as a sexual deviant. So horns, horny, get it? <laughs> gonna put in a laugh track right here because no one's gonna laugh about that. But horns, horny, sexual deviant, get it? <laughs> okay, anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna go away with my bad dad jokes. Um, okay, so you're probably thinking, how are these two related other than the name Pan? All right, hold on, guys. So the god Pan is associated with the god Agapan, who is a goat fish god and also Capricorn in the constellations when you look up into the sky and you're like, yo, Capricorn, what's up, dude? That's what you're looking at. So this is really interesting because in the original um in the original book where Peter Pan is first mentioned, he has a goat companion. And Agapan is a goat fish god. Alright. So, in some depictions, going back to the fertility and the sexual deviance, I saw a lot of pictures while I was looking up the god of Pan, where his, um, man business, his, uh, is a down there, was out, like, just out, just out for the world to see, just out for everyone to see. So, if you don't think that's fucked, that, like, there was that connection between Peter Pan and Pan, and that he's got his... How... It's so inappropriate. But let's keep going. There's more. There is more, guys. I don't know how, but there's more. Okay. So, an interesting fact is that he wasn't worshipped in temples, which is very important. Because he was worshipped in caves. Hello guys, any Peter Pan fans out there? The Skull Cave? The freaking Skull Cave? Alright. <laughs> so Pan, he was seen as a sexual deviant because he would chase nymphs and try to seduce them. But the nymphs turned him down because he was too ugly. Too ugly, guys. Too freaking ugly. Pan actually comes, is where we get the word panic from, and his angry voice caused so much panic it's that he's actually in the top 10 for monsters in Greek mythology. So let's go over what we just found out. Pan is a sexual deviant, shares a name with Peter Pan, and also shares a goat. Goat Goat person. Goat person friend. The, and also the Skull Cave. Guys, the Skull Cave. Which is like a huge part of Peter Pan. And that's where Pan was worshipped. But there's more. When is there not? Okay, so... If you have seen the Chronicles of Narnia, Mr. Tumnus looks a crap load like Pan. So... 
this gets really messed up really quickly. And again, trigger warning. Um, so, Mr. Tumnus takes Lucy back to his place and serves her hallucinetic, hallucinogenic, whatever, drink. And then he begins to play Pan's pipes because Pan is known for playing the pipe. And she passes out. And then, when she wakes up, Mr. Tumnus is crying. Tumnus? Tumnus? I, I have no idea how to say that. Tumnus? Okay, anyways. So, people think that maybe he did something shameful that made her cry, or that made him cry afterwards. Who knows? That's, like, loosely, loose, loose, loose as hell. Like, I don't know. But we're not done yet. Other devil-like attributes that people see to Peter Pan is that he's enticing a little girl, Wendy, to leave her parents' authority and go to a place with no rules. There's only one thing you have to do. Leave home behind and you can never come back. So, let's think about Christianity a little bit, and let's think about Lucifer. Okay, so, Lucifer said the same thing to the angels in heaven. He is quoted, or a quote from Lucifer is, Don't you want to go to a place where we don't ever have to follow rules? All you have to do is leave home behind, and you can never, ever come back. Hmm. 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 Pan's friends are called the Lost Boys and inhabit an island called Neverland, which kind of sounds like a, a similar story where the lost angels go to Earth. Think about that. Think about how messed up this is, guys. And I'm just going to throw this in there. Um, it's a little just that. Uh, tidbit if you guys didn't know already michael jackson was quite obsessed with the story of peter pan now his backyard was called neverland and i know that he was acquitted or whatever in court but there's some freaking good evidence so he had pictures of pan depicted an artwork hanging in his studio, and we already know who Pan was and what Pan did and what he was known for. There was also paintings of Jackson surrounded by naked children while holding Pan's pipes. His ranch was apparently full of sculptures of little boys and girls. The very flag and logo was a little boy. About this origin story what do you think about peter pan being so closely related to pan of greek mythology 
and what PAN stands for, the sexual deviance, and all of that. And what do you guys think about Barry's backstory? Do you think he was just traumatized, or do you think that he actually was inappropriate? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. I'm dying to see them. And thank you guys so much for watching. Bye!